intention to, to, you know, clean up your diet and to eat healthy, but then you sabotage yourself along the way and you're not conscious enough to really see how you're damaging yourself because you have kind of different parts in your mind that are kind of fragmented and fighting against each other. You have like the, the higher self, the lower self and stuff in between and all this needs to get uh, reconciled. And it's this reconciliation process, which really is like a war. A war is raging in your mind in the same way that, you know, you need to have a war in Europe in order to ultimately pacify Europe. To unify Europe required many, many wars. Europe is quite unified right now, but that's only because there have been like hundreds of wars in European history over the last couple thousand years that have ultimately led to this unification. And even now, you know, it's not totally unified. There's parts of the European Union which are breaking off all the time. And uh, there's rise of nationalist movements against the European Union right now. So it's, it's very interesting to observe these dynamics happening out in the world socially with corporations and governments and political parties. But then to also notice the same stuff is happening inside of you, the same kind of dynamic. And then you see this kind of parallel between the collective level and the individual level, and it's, it's very fascinating. <laughs> but of course, all of this will just be theory when you're in the heat of the moment yourself. When you're actually suffering through it, all of this theory is going to fly out the window. None of it's going to really matter to you. So um, when you're really in it, that's where you want to build the mindfulness skills to be able to suffer through it mindfully and uh, just try to do the best you can. Try to love yourself. Try to be gentle on yourself. And then always remember that just because you failed to make a change doesn't really mean anything because you can come back next week, next month, next year and attempt to make the change again. Only this time, really, you'll be smarter because every time you fail, every time you backslide, if you're mindful, if you backslide mindfully, then you will notice the various little sneaky maneuvers that your ego uses against you to keep yourself in homeostasis. Uh, you'll, you'll start to notice various like mental tricks and self-deception tactics, all those self-deception mechanisms that I talked about in my three-part series about self-deception. You'll start to notice more and more of those. You'll start to notice all the smoke screens that your mind throws up, all the ways that it projects out onto the outside world, how it resists taking responsibility. And as you watch all of that, you start to notice just how sneaky this beast called ego is. It's pure sneakiness. It's pure devilry, pure trickery. That's all it is. And this is how the devil does his work, is through trickery, through sleight of hand. See my episode about what is the devil. See, so we're bringing in a lot of stuff together here. Um, and, uh, and now you start to really understand... Uh, why life is so man oh you thought because it was tuesday that the voice of reason who comes on from monday to thursday exclusively on kbla talk 1580 was gonna take his foot off the pedal nope i will not tonight's topic a very important one how to bring yourself to heal. See, did you know, because I love the way the brother was outlining, that there's really two of you. See, we're coming up on the time of Gemini. 
And uh, a sister in the lounge was like, did you know Gemini is the most hated Zodiac? And I was like, really? Looked that up. Looked it up, and it popped up. Gemini is the most hated. And when I talk to people about Gemini, it's always, oh, they're two-faced, and oh, they're this, and oh, they're... Well, you know, this is part of the reason, the impetus for why I came with this topic. Everybody is a twin. See, you, you hear me throw around, everybody is a work in progress. But everybody is working with a light side and a dark side. Everybody has a little silent war going on in their spirit. And I'm here to tell you, you are bringing that war into your relationship. And you need to know, if that war is raging, if that war is costing you time, energy, and resources, and I'm talking about to yourself, you can only fake the funk for so long before the war starts to seep out of you and contaminate the waters of the relationship you're in. And yes, the partner you attract to you is attracted to you because of your silent war with self. Tonight's topic, how to bring yourself to heal. How to deal with or heal your inner conflict and free yourself. Because I, I, I've been telling you all this for about a year now. Your relationship will just mirror that stuff back to you. How do you how do you know when your internal conflicts are rising and starting to get out of control? Another reason why I did this topic. Because I'm so sick of the blame game in the black community amongst black men and women. Men are soft and effeminate and weak and they're not the men that our grandfathers were. Women are mistrusting and disrespectful and attitudinal. I started it off, show one, we talked about Krishnamurti, right? It is no measure of health to be fully integrated into a sick society. People have been coming to me. So talk more about it. Give us more insight on it. The inner dragons that we are dealing with, boy, oh boy are causing us so much internal strife that somebody told us the only way to ignore that is to get into a relationship. I balk at that. The relationship is only going to exacerbate the problem. The relationship is going to cause what was subconscious to rise to the conscious space in the form of conflict. Agree or disagree? Imagine two souls locked up in one body, fighting for dominance. Inner conflict is the most painful and mentally exhausting human burden that ravishes even the calmest hearts. That turmoil within you is called inner conflict. And it is something humans have unfortunately created by themselves. 
If you've got inner conflict, I'm just going to tell you right now. Your relationship is the classroom that solves the problem of it. I know you don't want to hear that. I know your fantasy has been going good and y'all just don't talk about that. We, we, we don't talk about stuff like that. That's not, you know, that's not something we talk about. Hmm? What is an inner dragon in psychology? What is internal conflict? How do I connect with my inner dragon or shadow work or inner demon? I keep telling y'all, most of y'all are in need of an exorcist. Then the only person that can exercise you is you. Uh-oh, I know. See, people on the outside can point and say, you know, you know you messed up, right? I got you. You know you messed up, right? Listen, you're a twin. And you try your damnedest to conceal your dark twin from your partner. This is why I say most people are performers. Relationship thespians. I want to know, how do you overcome inner conflict? What are the four types of inner conflict? Me, personally, I believe that there are more than just four types of inner conflict. When I come forward, are you brave enough to share with me? Are you brave enough to be transparent? Are you brave enough to open up? 1-800-920-1580, I want to talk to you. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 15. Number one, moral conflict. Being saddled with contrasting beliefs when it comes to something that has to do with our personal ethics, moral conflict comes about. To be clearer, a person can believe in human rights but won't believe in euthanasia. And that'll bring about moral conflict. Also, someone might have to lie to save the life of another when they hold telling the truth in high esteem. Number 2. Sexual Conflict This particular type of conflict is usually intertwined with either moral or religious conflict. Someone can discover they're homosexual, yet they're Christians. In another instance, someone might value monogamous relationships when they're sexually suited for polygamous relationships. Number 3. Religious Conflict This type of conflict can be considered as common because it has to do with beliefs. By the way, these are very mind-oriented, and this makes them very fragile topics. When presented with scientific facts, a person who values both their religious belief and the truth can begin to have religious conflict. For instance, you can believe that God is a very loving God, but can't bring yourself to accept that the loving God sends people to hell for eternity. Someone can be faithful religiously, but still indulge occasionally in the use of marijuana, which is recognized as a drug. Number 4. Political Conflict Political conflict is birthed when an individual is torn between the beliefs of their political party and their own personal beliefs. For instance, someone who believes in America may not believe in the payment of taxes, you can be comfortable with a political party, but frown deeply at their approach towards the healthcare system. You can believe in the philosophy of a political party, but dislike the party propagating it. 
Number 5. Love Conflict When we love someone and still want to do something that will cause them pain, love conflict occurs. A good example is when we have to smack our children in correction, even though we love them with all of our hearts. Another is loving every bit of your partner but finding some of their attitudes annoying. It can also be being in love with someone so much that you wish to keep them, but sadly, you have to let them go. Number 6. Self-Image Conflict Simply put, self-image is the mental idea... <laughs> Smack! What did the five fingers say to the face? <laughs> the voice of reason returns to KVLA Talk 1580. We're talking about how to deal with inner conflict. And the points that were just illustrated are great ideas and great concepts. But there's two of you. You are a twin. And I know you don't want to you don't you don't want to be seen as a twin. You want to be seen as solid. You're in conflict when you're projecting an image of strength when in fact that's just a performance. You are weak, you are fearful, right? You're scared. You're unsure, you're anxious. But outside, you're faking it until you make it. Agree or disagree, the battle between what you know and how you feel is an age-old one that will forever happen. The disagreements between our hearts and our head is real. Your head will always be decided. Listen to this. This is a very key piece here, and I, I want to know if you agree or disagree with this. Your head will always be the deciding factor of your experience. I don't know about that. Sometimes your heart overrides, and sometimes your heart chooses something that may not be in your best interest. True or false, as long as we attach feelings to things, or I would like to say nouns, as long as we attach feelings to nouns, person, places, or things, our hearts will always come into play in the decision-making process. Moreover, we live in a society influenced by emotions rather than thinking, rather than critical thinking. Hence the beginning of the causes of our inner conflict. Can we get people to call in tonight and be honest about the living mess that we are? I'm not going to say the living mess that they are as if I'm above reproach. No, the living mess that we are. This is why Zoe created the concept situation shift. You're a mess. But we're all so expert at hiding the mess we are. At projecting calm, cool, and collected. Yes or no? Our heads, i.e. our minds, are often a focused and linear kind of intelligence where our hearts are more free and illogical. 
finding common ground between these two different, very different dynamics is like being locked in a maze. See, you can't have a manosphere or blue pill or red pill or a, a divestment movement when this work hasn't been done because each movement is reacting to the system that society helped create. It's reacting to a conditioned mind, thus producing a conditioned response. So the conditioned response is, I'm going to start a movement pointing out the flaws of those over there. That's no different than relationship gangbanging, set tripping, Women done lost their mind. Men are soft as medicated doctor's cotton. Right? (laughs) Am I lying? This is the symptom. So when you start getting deeper and you say, who raised you? And what was wrong with them? And when I say wrong, let's, let's flip the word. What was challenging about them? What was limited about them? Right? We don't even have those conversations. Now people are starting to have them. You know why? Because I've been on the radio over here for almost a a little over a year now. And I've I've given them the words that they have yet to be able to formulate. I've, I've given them the languaging, the framing for it. Yes or no? You know inner conflict is brewing When you find yourself contesting your values or beliefs, listen, contesting your values or beliefs for options less significant. Let me say that again. Yes or no. Do you agree or disagree? True or false? You know, you know, inner conflict is brewing within you when you find yourself contesting your values or beliefs. For options less significant. Wow. Whoa. So if you haven't never asked yourself that question. How you going to blame a whole gender. For not showing up for you. See. You're born here. To overcome, listen, you're born here to overcome here. Ooh. Somebody meme it and tag me on Instagram. You're born here to learn how to overcome here. Do you understand? Nah, I want to blame people. I want to say, uh, the, the reason why I'm like this is somebody else's fault. I've told you before, generational curses are actually generational tasks, generational curriculum. Your parents passed it on to you like a baton. You're supposed to take it and run your leg faster than they ran theirs. Oh, Lord. You run the leg faster. Guess what? You prepare your offspring to get a better start. Oh, my Lord. When we come forward, 
The voice of reason is going to continue to drill down on the twin that you are. He's on fire tonight. It's the voice of reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. The crazy, crazy thing is that everything that we are struggling with, we're struggling with because we are in resistance to it. So in some way, it's an experience, an inner experience or an outer experience, which is could be argued to also be an inner experience, but it's an experience of life that we're just not okay with. It's as if we have this idea, this belief or habit of the mind that, you know, there's a, there's a good way of living and there's, uh, you know, there's stuff that's wrong, you know, like a, even though it's reality, it's not really meant to be there. Um, and so when we encounter the stuff that's not really meant to be there, be it a negative thought, be it a inner experience like an emotion or feeling, sensation, if it's not meant to be there, but it's there, then the only thing that we can do is go to war with it, right? And it is that inner war, it's that inner conflict with the stuff that we think shouldn't be there, we believe shouldn't be there, that is actually the cause of our suffering. And so we can understand this on an intellectual level, right? But how do we bring it into our lives and, and try to find our way out of these patterns that we know are causing us to suffer? And it took me a long, long, long time to figure this out. And that's part of the reason that I create these videos in the first place. And I do the work that I do is because I just hope that some of what I share helps you on your own path. Um, and so basically what I have come to realize is that the reason that we suffer is when we invalidate and we don't allow our experience to be what our experience is. So we don't allow reality to be a reality. We invalidate it by believing that it's not a real or a valid experience to be having. It's an indication or evidence that in some way we're broken or life is broken, something needs fixed. And I really want you to think about that for a bit because that's, that's big. And in order to let go of this habit of seeing life as wrong or seeing ourselves as wrong or our experiences as wrong is to simply bring your presence, your openness. Because when you bring your presence to an experience of, you know, let's say unwanted shame in your life or unwanted inner critic or unwanted churning thoughts. If you just bring your conscious awareness with you into that experience, that presence in and of itself is already completely neutral, is already completely open and is already completely accepting of the moment that is already upon you. And so that is the space, that is the holding space that is needed for there to be a release of the blocked energy, the energy of resistance. And that's why when we bring our conscious awareness with us, not just once, 
not just twice, but we make a habit of bringing our awareness into our lives. We start to dissolve the blockages that cause suffering, the, the resistance, the patterns of resistance, which are blo blockages to our flow of reality, to our flow of our life stream that is causing us to suffer in our lives. So that's what I wanted to share with you today. And as I say in all of my... See, we're going to do this work today. The Voice of Reason, exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. I'm Zoe Williams, your host, navigating you through this thing. If you're in relationship with another while in inner conflict with self, please understand it's going to ooze. It's going to seep, right? And that which is oozing and seeping is relating to your partner's ooze and seepage. Religious conflict. Right? Moral conflict, self-perception conflict, love conflict, political conflict, societal conflict, familial conflict, existential conflict. There's a lot of conflicts happening. But for the most part, relationship is pomp and pageantry. It's dating and conflating. The conflation of self, the aggrandizement of our image. The ego is in full control. And as long as we, we think as long as we can keep up the charade, or some would say the charade, right? Uh, I'm going to be able to stay here. I'm going to be okay as long as I can keep up the performance. And we got the nerve to say, ain't no more good black men. We got the nerve to say, uh, sisters ain't what they used to be. Society has contaminated us, but we have co-created the contamination by, con by capitulating to the opportunity that society provides for some modicum of certainty, safety, predictability. Your inner dragon is being fed by a societal dragon. So that makes you an accomplice. <laughs> so we continue to perform. We continue to dance. Right? These conflicts continue to go unresolved. And I'm talking about the twin you. In my book, The Shrouded Lighthouse. How... To discover the silver lining in any situation shift, which is available on KBLA.store. Go buy it now. Go order it now. Go order it now. I talk about the two lighthouses. And I use the lighthouse as a metaphor for the human being. There is a visible light, which is talent, which is aesthetic, which is humor, which is intelligence articulation, vibe, swagger. These are all things that we don't have to struggle to see. 
They are projected outward and we see them. Oh, wow, that person's attractive. Oh, wow, that person's funny. Oh, that person is charming, charismatic. That person is tall. That person is just beautiful, right? That's easy. Those are visible lights. Did you know that the light spectrum is wider on the invisible side than it is on the visible side? The visible spectrum of light is very short. But the invisible spectrum of light, gamma rays, ultraviolet rays, right? Right, infrared. You can't, it's imperceptible to the, to the, uh, uh, to the human eye, just like your wounds are. Woo, you got a dark lighthouse and a visible lighthouse. When I come forward, I'm going to tell you what they do. Is it good to you? Good to you? More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. It might be for some of the youngsters. It might be for some of the youngsters to get in here and get this work. Because old people sometimes are immovable. Huh? You think you got this far, you don't need no help, huh? So maybe I need to talk to the youngsters because they the future anyway. Should, 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 should we do it that way? <laughs> should we do it? Listen, there is no point in time in your life when you are not a work in progress. You cannot expel internal conflict completely unless you reach moksha, nirvana, enlightenment. Self-realization, self-actualization. This is like climbing Mount Everest, K2, and Mount Kilimanjaro all stacked on top of each other barefoot. Sounds impossible, right? Sounds impossible. It can be done. It can be done. You can do it. But it is difficult. And sometimes... When we get to the realization that something is so difficult that it seems insurmountable, that is the justification we were looking for to give up anyway. So what happens is we go back into the low level of consciousness where ego and fear dominate. And where there is ego and fear, there will be inner conflict. Do you understand? What causes inner conflict, internal conflict in a person? Why does internal conflict happen? We tend to experience internal conflict when our hearts and heads are in disagreement. In relationships, religious beliefs, work communities, moral standpoints, and social ideologies. These are all areas where we experience this type of conflict. Let me tell you something. If you were taught, listen to me, if you were taught that you weren't enough, if you were taught that you're not going to make a difference, somebody cast an evil spell on you, even if it was a loved one. See, 
When I talk about self-authorship, I'm talking about character development. And you have the power to write whatever script you want to write for yourself. But somebody told you the script you write for yourself is still not enough because I don't sign off on it. Come on now. This is not the type of life you want to live. If you want to reach the height of heights, you have to develop your character. Before creating an internal conflict, create the character you want to work with. Develop the character's personality, interests, motives, and desires. This is you journaling about what you want to do, about what you want to accomplish. The more well-rounded you can make your character, yourself, listen to me, the more believable they are, and the easier it is to determine the types of conflict they might experience. This is from a writing class about how to develop characters for a script. I'm telling you, damn the character. Be the writer of self. Do you understand it? Damn the character. Be the writer of self. And just like a writer will sit down and say, okay, let's identify the character's goals. Wait a minute. Identify your goals. Journal it. See, if none of this work is done, your relationship is crap. See, nobody's talking to you like this. Nobody's talking to you. Identify your goals. Swap out goals. Insert purpose. Determine what your character wants to accomplish in this story. The story of you. The narrative of you. The purpose of you. The impact you want to make in life. See, they teach the writer how to write this. But they don't teach the writer how to author this within himself. Right? Identify your goals. Just like you would identify a character's goal in a movie. Determine what the character wants to accomplish in the story. This can be a personal or professional achievement. Listen, this applies to you. The character's goals help explain their motivations and behaviors. Additionally, when you know what the character wants, you can more easily create an obstacle that leads to their conflict. Now, this is writing a script. Did you hear that? Listen to this part one more time. Additionally, when you know what the character wants, you can more easily create an obstacle that leads to their conflict. Does not your ego and self-sabotaging do the same thing as a character that a writer is writing for a television show? What if you journaled about yourself like this? Right? Where you can see, you know what? Because I have this attachment style. Because I have this communication style. You know what? Some obstacles may present themselves based on these attachment styles and these communication styles and these conflict resolution style. Right? I can foresee what type of conflicts may happen. And thus be better able to avoid them. But if you're not working with yourself the way this writer is developing a character. Ooh. 
Ooh. Right? You're going to walk into the relationship and the things you're supposed to work on internally are going to show up as conflict. Real life conflict. Right? Are y'all listening to me? Are you, uh, Andy, are you listening to me tonight? Andy watching the Lakers get beat up. I understand. <laughs> yeah, all good things come to an end. You got to get used to that too. <laughs> right? Identify your character's goals. Oh, watch this. Introduce a conflict to your character. Decide what type of internal conflict you want to introduce to your character. Watch this. This is a writer writing on how to develop a character in a show. Watch this. Learn how to walk into a relationship open to see how conflict will cause you to show up. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Let me see how this relationship will evoke another lesson for me to learn from. Can't you see? Who, who's talking about this, ladies and gentlemen? Who's talking about it from this framework? Most people are walking into relationships hoping the relationship will save them from all of this stuff. This is not how it works. Relationship is a spiritual place where the truth of who you are is revealed through the interactions. So nobody walks into a relationship looking for how they show up and more importantly, looking to be accountable and own how they show up. So you want to introduce a conflict. Oh, relationship will introduce a conflict to you. Oh, yeah, sure will. And let's not act like your uh, your fears, your traumas, your expectations, your disappointments aren't always writing a script as you move forward. This is where your suspicions of people come from. This is where your fears and anxieties come from. Fear and ego always working together to write a script. That's what blame is. It's a script. Okay, when I come forward, Zoe Williams going to keep cooking. You think I can't cook? Of course I can cook. I'm a professional chef. If you're going to change an area, you do three things. Number one, you focus on it and you get clear and compelling vision for what you want. If your body's not where you want it to be, I tell you there's one simple reason. It's not your focus. No, no, I focus on it. I focus all the time on how fat I am. <laughs> no. See, if you focus on crashing into the pole, trying not to, the more you try not to, what you focus on, that's where the energy goes, that's where you go. Right? We all know that. But what people tend to do is, I'm saying focusing on what you want, not what you don't want. And not only just focusing on what you want, where you focus and say, well, I'd like to be strong, I'd like to be energetic, I'd like to be fit. It's focusing and making it compelling. If your only reason you're focusing on it is like, well, I, I need to lose some weight because I feel fat, versus I want the energy to burn because with that I'll have more passion, more aliveness. I'll be able to impact my children. I'll be able to, you know, I'll be able to take the business to another level. I'll be able to have fun when I'm stressed out and tired. I'll have creativity flowing through me. You can't just focus on it. You've got to create a clear and compelling future in that area. 
that will pull you towards it so you're not trying to push yourself. If there's an area you're not improving in, think of three pillars, if you would. Pillar one is get focused and clear. What's compelling? Where are you? Really? And don't lie. Where do you want to be? And make it so compelling you can't help it. When you wake up in the morning, you want to transform this area of your life. So the quality of your life already is better just because you are so excited about what you're after. When you do that with your body or your emotions or your finances or time or any other area and you start focusing and you're clear, you're going to have energy. You're going to have drive. You're going to start to do something. How do you make sure what you do really works? You need the second pillar. And think of this as three pillars because, you know, two-legged stool is going to fall over. One leg you can't sustain. Second pillar, you got to get the best. When I say get the best, get the best tools. Get the best map. Get the best mentor. What I'm looking for is, I'm not, I, it's wonderful that you're focused and clear and excited, but if you're running east looking for a sunset, you got a problem. I don't care how much you believe, I don't care how much enthusiasm you have, you got the wrong tools. you got the wrong strategy. you got the wrong map. And so it's really critical in life, I believe, to get a map and get a mentor. Because the map very often changes. And the best mentor, somebody who's the best at what they do, they know the shortcuts, don't they? Or they know when the roads change. You don't get stuck hanging out you know, in the desert when you're trying to get to the ocean, you know, metaphorically. So I've always focused on not just finding somebody good, but who's the best man? Who's got the best tools? Think of that first pillar as a target. You're crystal clear in the target. And now you've got the toolbox, man. You've got the best tools. Not rinky-dink tools, the very best. And the way to get the best, by the way, that I've done it is model someone who's already successful. All the tools I've come up with, some I've obviously created, but the foundation came by standing on the you know, shoulders of other giants. You know, I went out and found somebody that's already got the result. Why reinvent the wheel? Success leaves clues. Model someone who's already done it. But here's the trickery. See, our parents could have been successful business people, right? Made some money, you know, bought some property. But they could have been spiritually impoverished when it comes to opening up and sharing their feelings, when it comes to them being empathetic towards us, when it comes to them being loving towards us. When it comes to them being kind and good people, when it comes to them having communication skills that engenders collaborative and cooperative discussion. Maybe they maybe they were poor in that area. Right. See, I love what Tony Robbins is saying there. Right. Because that works in terms of purpose development and business development. But when I'm speaking psychologically. See, this is what's so powerful about what Tony is doing. It locks right into Krishnamurti. When Krishnamurti said knowledge is a reflex of memory, we have to remember how to make a chair so we can improve on, right, the, the concept. We have to remember how to build a studio so we can improve on the concept. Knowledge works perfectly for application in what? Technology. But what about spiritual technology? The language gets more fuzzy. Why? It gets more symbolic. Why? It gets more allegorical. Why? Because you can't really bring a full spiritual understanding into words. So what does relationship do? It causes us to stand face to face 
with that which we haven't conquered within ourselves. You're a twin walking into a relationship. You fighting yourself. What makes you think you're not going to fight your partner? 1-800-920-15. I know we all fired it. Let me get my folks in there. They've been on the line long enough. Trumonger, Dallas, Texas, get in here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, brother. What do you think of tonight's topic? I'm trying to, I'm trying to create this parallel. You see all of these people online talking about the societal construct and the conflict that arises from therein, and that's all they can talk about with regard to relationships and how you should move and, you know, the gender roles and all of this foolishness. And there's a deeper, more spiritual undergirding factor that people don't touch on. What are your thoughts? It's easy to talk about that other stuff because nobody really wants to expose themselves. Mm, go ahead. They don't want to tell the truth about themselves. They rather lie and tell everybody else how they should move based on societal standards or whatnot. Mm-hmm. The truth is, the conflict has always been there, whether people pay attention to it or not. And usually, if you catch on to it early, there's something everybody deals with on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Whether they're in a relationship with somebody else or not, you're always in a relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. There's always that that twin, that shadow self that's there. Mm-hmm. That you, I'll say it like this. The more you procrastinate about it and dealing with inner conflicts, the worse they're going to get. They're just going to be sitting there waiting on you until you actually get the intestinal fortitude to face them. Mm-hmm. Just like you have a physical mirror, you have an inner mirror, too. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so to me, it's better to face it. It's better to face that conflict, to be honest about it, and deal with it as best you can than to avoid it. And that's a process just like anything else. A lot of times people try to avoid it because they don't want to go through that stress and that pain of what they're dealing with. But eventually you're going to have to. So it's better to face it head on than to deal with it when it becomes worse. Wow. So you, because it's going to cost you more when it becomes worse. Wow. In my opinion. Wow. That's good stuff, brother. I appreciate you. True monger, Dallas, Texas. He brought Dallas, Texas in the building. If you want to bring your city in the building, you know what you got to do. You got to call me at 1-800-920-1580. When we come forward, more from the callers. We got Reggie, Austin, Texas, as well as Chris Paso Robles. We about to get fiery. Reasons. The reasons that we're here. The reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Ladies and gentlemen, the Voice of Reason. I'm turned up. It feels like a Friday, but it's only Tuesday. You know I'm going to keep coming with that heat. Live from KBLA Talk 1580 in the heart of Lemur Park, man. We turned up right now. That's Organized Confusion. The name of the record is called Stress. That's from 1994, 90s hip-hop. Now, earlier today, I was reading 10 brainstorming techniques for writing. And the author of those techniques is uh, Jamie Burt. And I just, I really wanted to show you guys, like, you know, a parallel, right? That you could take that and, like, 
write a narrative for yourself. Because, you know, oftentimes you hear people say, you know, life imitates art or art imitates life or vice versa. or You don't know where the circle begins or ends with that. But I believe that if you journaled on not creating a character, but pouring into self, right? Can you imagine the presage, or not, not the presage, but uh, can you imagine uh, the idea of saying to yourself, I don't know where it's going to come from, but a conflict will be introduced to me. Listen, recontextualize your idea of conflict, right? Recontextualize your idea of con- conflict. Maybe sometimes you could see conflict as an opportunity to grow. A painful opportunity to grow. A challenging opportunity to grow. Right? Introduce a conflict. But instead of introducing a conflict to a fictional character, say to yourself, I wonder where my next challenge will come from and what it will evoke from me. I wonder what my response to that may be. See, we don't have these kind of self-conversations, so we remain, I would say, internally arrested uh, arrested development, right? Internally, there's an arrested development because we don't want to deal with self. That is the relationship there. Man, this is going to get great, man. We got callers all over the place. Let's get the person who's been in here the longest. Reggie, Austin, Texas. Talk to me, fam. Hey, what's up, man? Um, <clears throat> I just wanted to have a back and forth with you. Sure. Um, because I, I, I thought I heard something, and I just want to make sure that I'm, that I'm right on this. Um, a problem that I had years ago was I, I thought I had to work um, tirelessly to get anything done. I mean, it was just a, a, a relentless type of work that had to be done in order to do any type of goal. And when you said that um, you had to make goals, and if you don't accomplish the goal, then then it's 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 unfulfilled, and and the life is unfulfilled. I know you didn't say that that word for word, but that's what it sounded like. No, 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 no. If, no. I, <laughs> all right, because it's because it, I, I don't want to make it seem like your worth is equal to your work. No, and I know that's not what you're saying, but break that down to me so so I'm 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 straight on that. That, that part. Your worth off top, just because you're here, makes you priceless and makes you limitless. Now let's go to perceived worth. Right? Your mm-hmm. perceived worth is predicated on how much self you've conquered. This is how people get drawn to you. Have you ever been in the presence of of a bodhisattva or someone who uh, is considered like, maybe not a bodhisattva, that's too far. Maybe somebody like a, a, a Michael Jackson or a Prince or a Michael Jordan. There mm-hmm. is something about them that is vibrating on another level. Maybe it's because they're tapped into their purpose. Maybe it's because they're tapped into uh, uh, the truth of who they are, but they vibrate differently. Do you understand where I'm going with this? I do. Right. So, again, 
the more you cultivate, right, this internal, uh, I would say, uh, this internal striving to reach your highest level of consciousness, you affect people that are in your presence. The more you ignore it, the more you push it down, the more invisible you become. Are you following? Mm-hmm. Do, yeah. do you understand? You mute your impact on other people. Right? I, okay. I remember years ago, around 2002, uh, Kumo D and I were doing a relationship roundtable. And he noticed something that I didn't notice. I wasn't paying attention. We were doing a relationship roundtable in New York. And every time I started talking, the women started squirming. I didn't <laughs> notice it. I didn't notice it. Uh-huh. I didn't notice it. <laughs> After it was over, Modi said something quite profound. He said, bro, you are oblivious to your impact Right. I said, what do you mean? He said the impact you have on people when you talk. Because I'm not looking for it. I'm totally unaware of it. Mm-hmm. What I'm telling you, Reggie, no, you're not less than because you don't achieve your goal. You're actually when you fail, you're actually closer to achieving it because you failed. Because now you got new information to take back to start over. Do you get what I'm saying? That that yeah that that makes sense to me. That absolutely makes sense to me. It's is but it's like if you have all these goals and you have no no um, record to show for your goal, what's the point of your goal? But who is the record for? Is it for you, or is it for the onlooker? It's for me. So it's watch this. For me. So watch this. If it's really for you, you're going to recognize that. Success is incremental in the linear. (laughs) See, a small success in the spirit trumps a large success in the physical, in the linear. Mm -hmm. Do you 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 understand what I'm saying? You see, in the spirit realm, a small victory is ginormous in comparison to a big victory in the physical. Wow, that you, makes sense. Do you see what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So again, mm-hmm. if you are failing, but you're getting closer to your goal on the spirit side, you understand this is the process. This is the journey. I'm uh, the Muslim would say, "I'm on Suratul Mustaqim. I'm on the straight mm-hmm. and narrow pathway of the righteous." You, I'm putting one foot in front of the other. The journey of ten thousand steps begins with one foot in front of the other. See, the spiritual, the sage understands that. Mm-hmm. Do you see? Mm-hmm. The commoner, mm-hmm. the person on the outside who is inspired by what you do on the outside, you see, is judging, oh, that's a failure. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's a failure. Right. He, he didn't reach his goal, so he ain't who he say he is. But he, that person on the outside cannot extrapolate the wisdom you got from failing. 
So they don't have a contextual understanding of what failure gave you. Do, do you see? Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it seems like you're the only one that will know all the, the ins and outs of what you, what you went through. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go okay. ahead. Keep going with me, Reggie. I, so, I love so it. If, if you, so if, if you are true to yourself, you'll know the ins and outs of what you went through. You'll know how further along you are. And you may not be able to, to um, you know, to quantify it with goals conquered and this and that, but you know where you are spiritually. Yes. And and that that matters. Right. Um, ultimately, that matters. I, I, I get that. That that makes total sense to me. And the outside observer does not see the equity, the spiritual equity that you're accruing. Right. And they don't right. understand the tsunami that's on the understand. way. They can't see it. They will never understand it. <laughs> they will never understand it. That's that makes a lot of man. I wish I had heard that years ago, bro. I wish I had heard that years ago. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I associated my worth with a balance sheet and with my bank account and with all the things that I could acquire and this and that. And, man, it was just, it was empty. It was empty. Now, I mean, I didn't make millions of dollars, but, bro, it was empty. Now, Family now, was totally empty. Now, watch this, Reg. What if you mm -hmm. go into the relationship with the I failed script? Wow. And, uh, do you see? Do, yeah. do, this is why I say we're twins. The the yeah. the visible lighthouse and the dark lighthouse. They both do the same thing. They're calling situationships to the shore of your soul for reconciliation. The visible okay. light is superficial things. Oh, she's pretty. She's a lawyer. She graduated from Harvard. She's got this. He's got that. Right. He got a nice car. He lives in this area. The superficial <laughs> things are coming in via the visible lighthouse. The substantive dark night of the soul work is coming from the shadow lighthouse. <clears throat> this is where the work yeah. gets done. Right. You see. Right. So everything you said, the balance sheet. Made me who I thought I was. Imagine covering that while at dinner trying to impress somebody. Talk to me, Reggie. Wow, wow. <laughs> it man, it's, I'm 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 just. It makes a, a whole lot of sense, and I'm, I'm glad I got this book. Um, I'm glad I got the book, uh, the Strider Lighthouse. Um, just ordered it today. Thank you, brother. And um, for sure, man, it's what you're saying makes total sense. Um, and you can, it's, it's not saying that you, you can't be successful in other ways, but you have to be successful with yourself. You have to be true with yourself mm -hmm. and you can't fool yourself. No. Um, <laughs> wow. That's, I mean, that's the, that's the ultimate measure of who you are. Right. Right. Yeah, man. Thank yeah, you, brother, that makes man. a whole lot of sense to me, man. Appreciate man, you, bro. I appreciate you. Reggie from Austin, Texas. Always a great call. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. We in here cooking with the rarest grease. You already know what kind of grease we use. We use uh, we use uh, peanut oil. No, we don't use peanut oil. What do we use? We use avocado oil. Let's raise it up a notch. We use olive oil. We use a little grapeseed oil. We use the best of the best. We want to lower the cholesterol, but infuse the food with the flavor. When we come forward, I'm going to keep cooking it up. Are you going to keep taking it? You will now consider me the apocalypse.
of Reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Family, the voice of reason. I done stepped back into the studio. We ready to cook some more? My playlist is my co-host, man. The name of that record is Jocelyn Flores by XXXTension. My son loves that guy. Loves him. My youngest son, he loves him, loves him, loves him, loves him. But when you're listening to new hip-hop, when I say new hip-hop, I'm talking about current hip-hop, the youngsters, uh, you can hear the inner turmoil. You can hear it. You can hear the inner conflict. And I'm here to tell you, uh, Trumonger said something that was quite profound when he said, not only is there an external mirror, you know, you know, quoting the great uh, Krishnamurti when he says relationship as a mirror. That was the first time I ever heard it. That guy wrote that stuff way back in the 1900s. You know, relationship functions as a mirror. But Krishna, uh, but not Krishna, Trumonger said, but you have an internal mirror, too, where your dark light is mirroring your or your unconscious is mirroring your conscious and vice versa or your conscious is mirroring your unconscious that's better your conscious is mirroring your unconscious the unconscious is feeding this consciousness ah that's heavy man you got to reconcile this war you're in with yourself or that war will be played out on the streets of your relationship Heavy stuff. Chris Paso Robles, hey. get in here, man. Hey, hey, what's up, Zoe? Good to hear from you, man. I'm enjoying the show. You're cooking as always, bro. Thank you, brother. Thank you, man. Yes, what are your yeah, thoughts you, on you, it? You ignited a lot of demons tonight, for sure. That's why they're you not know, calling. You, the demons is like, hell no. Nah. <laughs> That's an exercise. Yeah, no, the demons, the demons <laughs> don't want to deal with it. You know, the demons would rather be where they are and stay where they are and have everybody stay exactly how they are. Mm. The demons don't want nobody to change, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I've struggled with that my whole life. So I've, it, it resonated with me really deeply. So I just had to call in and, you know, man, I appreciate uh, that. Brother. that. I appreciate yes, that. And, and let me just yes, say, sir. man, you brought Paso Ver- Robles how do you say it? Paso Robles? Paso Robles. Paso Robles yeah. into the building. Listen, you got a seat at the table anytime. Call me when you want. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. That's all you got to do. Now, this inner conflict must be healed. Healed. Heal is a verb. Old English. Halen. Halen. Cure, save, make whole. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. If you're not healed, you're broken when you walk into a relationship. Uh-oh. Oh, I know y'all not ready for heal. You want to know what the etymological root of the word heal is? Lord, heal. Old English, Halen. Cure, save. Yahshua, O Savior, Messiah. 
healing is a Messiah. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. Cure. It is the cure. It is the remedy. Oh, not the person you're dating. You must heal. Oh, save. Healing is a Messiah. Make whole. If you go into the relationship fragmented, the fragments of your wounds will wound each other. Make whole, sound and well. From the Proto-Germanic, Hail Jan, Hail Jan, source, also of Old Saxon, Helian, Old Norse, Helia, Old Frarsian, Hella, Dutch, Helen, hmm? to heal, to cure, literally, to make whole. You got to do that for you. Right? You can't lean. Somebody can help you heal. They can walk with you through your healing process. They can support you through your healing process. They can encourage you through your healing process. They can empathize with you through your healing process. But guess what? You got to do the work. They can only do that up to a point. The rest of it is on you. Now watch this. Appreciate. So many men and women want to be appreciated. <laughs> they, that's the bare minimum. Right? The bare minimum is you got to appreciate me. But if you don't appreciate you, If you haven't healed, if you haven't made yourself whole, if healing isn't your Messiah, I'm talking about internal healing of conflict. How can I give you what you haven't given yourself? How can I give you what you refuse to give yourself? Appreciate 1650s to esteem or value highly from Latin. Appreciatus, past participle of appreciary, to set a price to, from ad to pretium price, ad pretium price. Listen, the meaning is to rise in value. That's what appreciate means, to rise in in value. If you're not constantly working on yourself, if you're not constantly non-objectively observing yourself, if you're not constantly looking for how your lowness might show up, there's no way you can appreciate rise in value. I'm talking internally, man. She better cook. Women don't cook no more. <laughs> Maybe your low self-worth does not inspire her to the culinary arts. 
I remember my mama wanted to cook for us. She wanted to see the look on our face. She wanted to cook for her man. She wanted to see that look, that smirk. Girl, you done stuck your foot in. Maybe you don't inspire a meal. <sighs> also caping for women. No, I'm caping for your healing. So you can appreciate in value, brother. Not in value to others, but in value to self. I know, I know y'all don't, do, do y'all want to hear this or no? Because, <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? If relationship is a mirror, and we talk about how you treating yourself, right? Your wallet can't be your visor, your chief advisor on relationship goals, brother. It just can't. <laughs> I know Andy in here going, Lord have mercy. What is, who done set Zoe off? I'm saying, how do you bring yourself to heal? How do you deal with or heal your inner conflict and free yourself? Most of you are not free from what, what dogs you, what 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 upsets you? What hinders you internally? So how can the love in your relationship, the appreciation, the acceptance, the acknowledgement, how how can any of those good things not only survive, but how can they last in a relationship where you have a person that hasn't brought their dragons, their demons, their wounds to heal? Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. People are looking at me like I, I'm sorry, but this has. Can you accept the notion that once you change your internal state, you don't need the external world to provide you with a reason to feel joy, gratitude, appreciation or any other elevated emotion? That's Joe Dispenza. Breaking the habit of being you. How to lose your mind and create a new one. That's a book you should go get. I've read it several times. Let me read the quote again. Can you accept the notion that once you change your internal state, you don't need the external world to provide you with a reason to feel joy, gratitude, appreciation, or any other elevated emotion? Joe Dispenza. Let me just tell you, many people don't like their internal state. Many people don't approve of their internal state. Many people don't respect their internal state. So approval, respect, like, affinity, all of that stuff on the outside in the external relationship is fleeting at best. Is that too much? Is, is, that, is, that, is that too much? Because I'm going to keep asking. In a genuine relationship, there is an outward flow of open, alert attention toward the other person 
in which there is no wanting whatsoever. The only thing that wants something in your spirit is unhealed wounds. And once you heal the wound, you make yourself whole. So wanting and desiring and expectations go out the window. Society is predicated on certainty and predictability and consistency. Uh, Listen, when you live in an uncertain world, a scary world, wounds are begging for attention. Wounds are begging for certainty. But once you get to a space where you become whole, where you're constantly accruing value because you're constantly conquering Demons. Imagine what your relationship will look like. And I'm not talking about the relationship with the person. I'm talking about the the relationship with self. When I come forward, Zoe is going to continue to cook this meal and we're going to wrap it up. We're getting close to the end. I I had to do this show because I'm tired of brothers. Putting down sisters. I'm tired of sisters. Putting down brothers. I'm tired of the black love war. So I'm giving you context for what needs to be conquered when I come forward more. Is it good to you? you? More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. This has been a heavy topic tonight. You know, KBLA, the voice of reason, man, we on fire as usual, man, and the week has just gotten started. But we got another caller on the line. I want to get him in here so they can get their perspective out. This is Juliet from Los Angeles. Juliet, welcome to the show. What are your thoughts? Um, I was just thinking because you said once you're like, I probably won't say it just like you said. You know what? I'm getting ready to go under the tunnel, and it's probably going to blank out because the reception be so bad. But um, you had um, said once your wounds get healed, then you, in my terms, you say you don't need validation from anyone no more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like you don't have to depend on nobody. This is what I'm picking up. You don't need to be appreciated from anyone else. At that point, once you get your wounds healed. Absolutely. Because when we're looking at the origin of the word heal, one of its meanings is make whole. And that which is whole does not need. So in the Quran, Mm. and I'm not a Muslim, but I understand Islam. In the Quran, one of the terms to describe or the adjective to describe Allah is Allahu As-Samad. And the word Allahu As-Samad, As-Samad, Allah the needless. Why? Because God is whole. And once you reach a space of healing, you, you have tapped into this source that is God. There is no more. I I need you to make me feel good about myself. I need you to make me feel like I'm worth something. You done tapped into a whole nother level once you've healed, which is synonymous with whole. Do you see? Mm -hmm. 
So, you got another a bit confusing because I wouldn't want to be in such a place where I won't need a companion because I would love to have a companion. Yes, you can have a companion at that level of consciousness. You will, att okay. you okay. will attract a companion that's like that. Okay. Okay. So you've heard of trauma bonding, right? By Patrick Carnes. He's he's the clinician who created the term trauma bonding. What he's saying is uh -huh. our wounds are compatible. Well, if our wounds are compatible, our healing is compatible too. Our wholeness okay. is compatible as well. Okay. Yeah. I just didn't want to be I just didn't want to be one of them women be like I don't need a man. I don't want a man because oh, my no. thing is with, yeah, my thing is with me is as I get older, I do want a companion. I want somebody to grow old with. I don't want to be looking at the four walls by myself. See, I work with seniors and I have seen it. I have seen the loneliness, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't want to be like that. Exactly. For me, that wouldn't be a good thing. Yes. But you still have to prepare yes. yourself to have what you want. And how do you get yes. what you want? You become what you ask for. Juliet, I appreciate you. Los Angeles is in the building because of you. Listen, I started the conversation. You finish it. We've been on fire all night. I appreciate y'all for tuning in, tapping in, and calling in. My brother, Danny Morrison gonna keep the fire lit. The voice of reason on fire. I see y'all tomorrow with another slapper. When I die, baptized in the eternal fire, shed so many tears. Lord, I suffer the years and shed so many tears. Lord, I lost so many tears and shed so many tears. Now I'm lost and I'm weary, so many tears. I'm suicidal, so don't stand in me. My every move is a calculated step to bring me closer to embrace an early death. Now there's nothing left. There was no mercy on the streets. I couldn't rest. I'm barely standing, about to go to pieces, screaming peace. And though my soul was deleted, I couldn't see it. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.